Welcome back, baby! This is the Off The Hook Podcast with Schnook, a.k.a. Noah Hooker. Thank you so, so, so very much for tuning in. It's been a couple days. I mean, really, it's been a busy week. I know I've said that before, but literally life has been a twisted tornado of stuff coming left and right between work, helping out with the family, entertaining myself, and just trying to save the world, man. Listen, we're about to talk about the pre-NBA tip-off and the post-NBA tip-off, so please give it a good listen. I'm going to have two separate podcasts that are both going to come out tonight. Yes, I said both going to come out tonight, Thursday evening, and it's time to talk about that NBA returning tonight. Snooky, 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 can't you see? NBA's back, it's on, baby! Yeah, I know y'all like that little tune right there. That's what I do pretty much for a living. <laughs> well, guys, listen. I am freaking stoked. Like, this is what I've been waiting on for over five months. And honestly, I'm even more excited than when we were going with the regular season because I've just had this to sit on for so long. This has been ridiculous. But, I mean, it's obviously been for a good reason. We have two separate games tonight, baby. NBA is returning officially in the bubble. We are kicking things off at 5.30 p.m. very shortly, about 45 to 50 minutes from now, with the Utah Jazz versus the New Orleans Pelicans. It's on TNT, 5.30 Central Time, which would be us, uh, or people residing in Mississippi, Chicago, Tennessee, the works, you know how it goes. So these teams are a little bit different record-wise, but it's going to be very interesting because obviously, as y'all have probably figured out, and if you're listening to this right now, there's eight regular season games that they have to go through and play in. For the New Orleans Pelicans, though, it's a little bit different. Um, Not that they don't have to play the eight games. Obviously, they do. Basically, the ace seeds for both the Eastern and the Western Conference have a lot bigger fish to fry. Essentially, what that would mean is... The Pelicans have a little bit easier of a schedule than a couple of the other teams such as Portland and Memphis do, but they are all so close in their game seedings and their games that they've won that it's going to be a very tough contest. Um, I went on ESPN and Bleacher Report earlier, and I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but they were doing most of the reports uh, saying that the Portland Trailblazers and Memphis had a harder schedule than the Pelicans did. The Portland Trailblazers are a couple games ahead just because of how seeding stopped right whenever coronavirus first hit in March 11th, and they stopped the season originally. So continuing on, um, we got the matchup predictor. This is going to be via ESPN's matchup predictor, and it's actually a very tough, close race. Obviously, you're not going to be able to tell who's going to win straight off the bat off the first game, and they haven't played in five and a half months, minus the scrimmage games, but I mean... Not everybody played really hard in the scrimmage age, and not even all the starters played in the scrimmage game. So, essentially, a bona fide preseason, or mid-preseason. But the matchup predictors got Utah going over by a couple percent points. We got 52.1 Utah winning to New Orleans 47.9% chance. Um, That's according to ESPN's Basketball Power Index. Thank you to all who works on that. Helps me out with my statistics and whatnot. Um, Storyline-wise, we got some big ones. Uh, Zion, Zion, Zion. That's all anybody wants to hear about, but that's the truth. And honestly, like I said, I can't wait. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was supposed to return to practice yesterday. 
Um, I think that he did. Uh, from what I am being reported on and reading right now, but there's still no word. They're saying that Zion is going to be a game-time decision. Everyone else should be in their normal spots, starting five and whatnot. Um, and on the other side, we still have, which I think the media is still kind of blowing it out of proportion per se, but Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert leading their jazz. They definitely need a win to kind of get things on a roll, and I mean, they're straight in the mid-race for one of the fourth and fifth and sixth seeds because that's so close i mean the western conference is if you go look at it it's ridiculous like everyone's one to two games from each other so the mavs could be at the top at the end of these eight games and then the houston rockets could be all the way down you just really don't know um it's going to be pretty interesting plus we have a couple injuries that kind of just came out in the last couple of days such as Aaron Gordon for the Rockets, so I know that's a big thing. But I'm getting, but I'm getting off of, I'm getting off of my topic. So, see, we got any injury reports? Uh, Zion's still going to be that game time decision, like I said. And the Utah Jazz have nobody that is hurt, and everybody should be ready to go. Um, Utah is right behind Denver, two games back in the seeding, so they definitely need this win to kind of jump over and get a good gap between Oklahoma City. And like I said, New Orleans needs every win possible. Um, they're at 28 and 36. So if they got the eight games, they would at least get to 500. And they'd probably get that eighth spot that, which transitioning to, um, John Moran actually had a sit down with Rachel Nichols. And he does not feel the format was meant well for the Grizzlies whenever they made the schedule and the remaining eight regular season games and the play-in tournament for them um, without going into it. He was just kind of talking about uh, the power movements right, uh, right now with the black lot. Black lo- ah, goodness gracious, it's already been a long day. Drink some water so I won't stumble on my words. He was talking about and speaking out about the Black Lives Matter movement and also talking about uh, speaking out against uh, racial injustice and just talking about his rookie season essentially, but then he kind of Kind of put it in a little too sense wise talking to Rachel Nichols on his opinion on how the formats or everything are playing out. And I'm not going to fully disagree with him. I think everything was meant for a reason. They had to do what they had to do if we were going to get a season. So it just so happens that Memphis kind of draws the short end of the stick. But he's got to realize they're trying to do whatever they can to make as much money as possible. And AKA, if Jaw and Zion are in the TV picture that much, you know, people love their rookies, and people love John Morant, and definitely love Zion Williamson. I mean, they're the next two big names that we're going to have going forward, plus Trey Young and Luka Doncic into the new NBA after LeBron's gone. So, I get his point. I definitely think it's a little unfair, but I mean, it's you got to do what you got to do, John. Strap down. Go get you and Double J, Jared Jackson Jr., and y'all go run it up. I mean... Y'all have a really good chance to win. Dylan Brooks, Grayson Allen. Y'all got a squad. Valachunas. I definitely think it'll be possible. Um, proceeding. Uh, the new deal that the NBA players will get $2.5 million in disability sources, source insurance and sources say. NBA players will now get $2.5 uh, according to sources ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, which is pretty cool. So they definitely get a little bit of money per se if something's going wrong, if the coronavirus, they pop up positive while that's going on, if something happens like regular disabilities, which 
God, hopefully that doesn't happen. Everything should be safe. And also, I'd just like to throw out a little fun fact. There has been absolutely zero positive tests for coronavirus in the last two testing pools that they did for NBA. It might even be three now. I haven't got to check today since I just got off work not too long ago, which is pretty cool, though. Uh, the bubble is obviously working. I think it's I think it's beyond working, to be honest. it's They're having... They fixed the food situation. I know that was a little complaint at first, but they were just all getting there. You know, all the teams and facilities were getting brushed up and spotted up. And, you know, this is all a test run, essentially. But it looks like the players are happier. And minus a couple things that uh, have happened that have been media fires for honestly absolutely no reason. There's a difference if you have to leave a bubble for a family matter or leave the bubble for a family matter or... Uh, an injury or there's something like that related but willie collie stein why are you leaving the bubble to go get you some wings and lou will i'm not mad at you at all for going to get your wings bro I'm not mad at you at all for going to the gentleman's club i am mad that you did not get jack harlow on a on a rap bro lou will could spit you need you and Jack Harlow since y'all y'all buds like that. Y'all need to go record a verse, get Lou Will the sick the the sixth man of all time, and spit some bars. That's what I want to hear. That's definitely what I'm looking forward to. All right, we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna go back into some stats about the Lakers and the Clippers game. Let's go. So speaking of Lou Williams, we're going to talk about his Clippers and we're going to talk about their opponents and usually organization mates and facility mates in the arena of the Lakers. But technically everybody's sharing the same arena in this bubble. You just got different kind of color courts for every different team, which I thought was pretty cool when I first discovered that as well. Obviously, it's going to be most comfortable to Orlando and Miami since they're from Florida, but I feel like everyone's got a pretty decent home court advantage considering. Uh, This is uncharted territory. So 8 p.m. tonight, right after the Jazz and the Pelicans end their phenomenon of the opener, we have the Battle of Los Angeles. I have been hyping this up for a while. There is a lot of things riding on this last meetup considering it is the first game between the two since everything has started back. I'm almost guaranteeing that we're going to see the Lakers versus the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. Um, I do think there could be some dark horse teams, as I've said before. But just going over it the last couple of days, my opinion has been solid and solidified that one of these LA teams is going to get it. I wouldn't say I've ever been a LeBron fan, per se. I am a Miami Heat fan, as I've said before, so I respect LeBron, and he helped, if not was mainly responsible, obviously, for bringing us two championships in four years and definitely four finals appearances back between 2011 and 2014. Something about Kawhi Leonard and Paul George just speaks to me more than the Anthony Davis-LeBron combo. Like, I, I, I definitely know... I, I know for a fact Anthony Davis and LeBron James is a better duo than Paul George and Kawhi. Paul George and Kawhi 
are not very far behind. It's just Anthony Davis is a freaking monster, and LeBron James is LeBron James, and that should say enough without even having to go into anything. Um, And I just get this feeling that LeBron, in the midst of this MVP run with him and Giannis, I mean, even though the voting's already been decided, and I feel personally I would vote for Giannis Antetokounmpo, I think that he is the MVP of this season, regardless of LeBron's crazy-ass stats that he's put up this year. Uh, Averaging a and statistically a double-double, and then some at the age of 35, but Giannis has just been absolutely murdering, and I think that adds a little bit, like, I'm not going to say LeBron's over that at all, or even thinks the race is done, but I just think that adds a little bit extra fire in between his head. Um, They've just been constantly talking about if that a fourth title will do this, that, and the third for LeBron, and honestly, he's already made GOAT status, if he gets one, two, three, or zero more championships, he will have GOAT status. Um, there's only one better in my eyes. It's Michael Jordan. They play completely different positions. That's another topic and another argument for another day. But LeBron's got got this this ugh, this must this this intent. I feel like this year. Um, I still have the prediction of Clippers and Bucks going to be my finals, but I'm. Not at all going to be surprised if LeBron and Anthony Davis and crew just come up and mollywop and end up going all way and finishing out on top. Not be surprised in the least bit. Let's break down this game a little bit, though. The Clippers are 44-20 and 20, while the Lakers stand at a nice 49-14. and 14. Like I said in one of the previous podcasts, they are five games back from each other. Prediction of the winner of this game. Um, I didn't really give a prediction for the game beforehand earlier. But I'm going to say since it's 2-1 that the Lakers end up plodding by. Uh, the Clippers have a couple pieces missing, honestly. Uh, Montrez Harrell hasn't exactly gotten back into the form. He was gone for a little bit. Lou Will's going to be out of there. Um, and I'm pretty sure one of their other bench players had an issue that he was not able... I don't know if he's being quarantined right now. Or I don't know if he's actually not even in the bubble at all. But they're missing a couple pieces for sure on the Clipper side of things. So maybe this game isn't the, the best one to really set the tone. I mean, maybe it does set the tone, but I think that the Lakers are going to end up getting the dub here. They're going to get the victory. Um, Anthony Davis got his Kareem Abdul-Jabbar shades on, ready to go. And that's the thing that's crazy too. Y'all got to go look up a picture of this. Go look up a side-by-side picture of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar with Anthony Davis's new goggles he got since he hurt his eye in one of those scrimmage games. It's like scary how much they resemble each other and the way besides Anthony Davis being more muscular, but it's kind of weird. Freaked me out a little bit, but should just tell you, he is the (laughs) one, one of the descendants of, of the goggle goddess, the goggle goddess, the goggle God, goggle God, Kareem (laughs) Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. NBA. Man, I, I cannot wait. I'm going to get a little intoxicated, if not very wasted. Probably should go get a couple brews right now, if not going to get some liquor. I don't know. What should I get? I should get whiskey. It's usually the go-to. I don't know. And what are we going to do about all these this fan interaction? I, I heard that they were going to do, like... A bunch of, I don't know if it's like 50 to 100 fans on the screen monitors that they said they were going to get on their, I don't necessarily know if it's their phones or just their cameras, and they're going to be put up so we have 
crowd reaction that's not fake crowd reaction and it's actually from their homes which is kind of a scary thought it's kind of futuristic kind of like one of those bad movies you ever seen that ever seen that movie her when the dude falls in love with his phone it's essentially siri he falls in love with siri and it just goes very very south and then takes another weird turn at the very end of that it's kind of how i feel like not this is but just the tone of everything it's we're, we're so so far off in the future now that it kind of just not came out of nowhere but it's just hitting us like this could be possibility to be using this and further you know this is definitely uh definitely just a a gimme year like rachel nichols i think said this best on the jump when i was listening yesterday and she said it's it's not a throwaway year but the ideas and the things that they are following through on we could just go back to normal if they're not going to end up being happy on this you know or whenever we can go back to normal um i just think that it's too futuristic uh it, not in the sense that i'm not going to like the the fans being around in the arena it's just going to be it kind of it kind of worries me that they're going to start making that more of a reality and to get away from actual fans being away since you know most of the world's afraid of this pandemic and this disease virus going around um let's get up to the matchup predictor though finish talking about this game so the matchup predictor by espn's basketball power index has actually the lakers going over by well over 28 percent. it's gonna 62.5 percent lakers compared to the 37.5 percent for the clippers which is i mean i know they have a couple pieces gone but it's kind of unreal i mean the clippers are still very very stacked um i can't believe they have them i'm just looking at this now it's got my genuine reaction i can't believe it's that that big of a gap but I guess it goes with my prediction even well that the Lakers are going to get that dub tonight. Um, that game being at 8 p.m. Central Time, for sure, for sure, for sure. So, can't wait on that. The boys are going to kick off. Oh, wow. Patrick Beverly. I forgot about him. Yeah. Pat, Montrez Harrell, Lou Will, Patrick Bev. Probably all not going to play. Um, definitely not Patrick Beverly. So, we'll see. I, I hope. They, they need Lou Will and Montrez, for sure, even with the good studs. So, they have listed that Anthony Davis, Kyle Kuzma, Contavious, Caldwell Pup, and LeBron James are all day-to-day, but I am almost 100% positive they are all playing. I've been watching JaVale McGee's YouTube channel and his series in the bubble, and I am well aware that LeBron and Anthony Davis have been icing up knees and backs and stuff like that, but it's eight regular season games, and they got to hold on their spot. I definitely see them playing at the beginning games more so than playing at the latter because if they already have a good gap and they got the first seed already locked down, why not? I mean, they're going to want to play for money's sake, but I mean, if you're really going to rest your players with eight regular season games when people are trying to watch them, then you might as well rest towards the end of the eight regular season games that we have left instead of the beginning because people going to be tuning in tonight. I'm sure it's going to be by the millions for sure. This is the first, I mean, not the first, but baseball being back in the weird way that it's gone every night the turns the spins the spats you know this this is just going to look nice like the scrimmages but we're going to have the intensity and the full-on storylines are about to go on ahead um i i can't wait i was planning actually on doing a podcast here soon where we did some rankings and we just talked about what what uh, not predictions after the rankings but more say like 
what I feel is going on in all these people's minds, like these certain players that are in the postseason here in the bubble, um, especially some of these ladders on these Western Conference teams. I just I got plenty to say on that. I have I have multiple opinions on some of these people. But listen, guys, I'm going to transition y'all. We're going to listen to a little song real quick. It's called that Varaji. No, I'm just messing with y'all. We're going to hit an interlude real quick, though. Here you go. This is the outro, and thank you so much for tuning in. Like I said, there's going to be two separate podcasts today. This one that we just got done listening to, and thank you so much for tuning in. It was a fun thing to talk about. I'm even more excited to watch. I didn't feel like I rushed through too many things, but you probably already knew a main bit about the beginning since we've been sitting on this, like I said, for five months. Please tune into the second one post tip off of both of the games i'm going to be doing a slightly intoxicated post podcast talking about what we saw in both games breaking down the victors breaking down the injuries if there happens to be any just basically everything that we've seen this is off the hook with schnook aka noah hooker thank you so much once again and we are gonna kick it see you in a little bit